What is up, guys? It's Alex Johnson here, the founder and lead analyst at YardsPerFantasy.com. Welcome to the 61st episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. Let's eat. YardsPerFantasy.com has been a content-creating machine this offseason. It's been amazing. We've pumped out so much content. We had the free rookie guide. We launched an app. We have a projections template. We're pumping out videos on TikTok, on YouTube. We launched a brand new podcast, the Fantasy Football Playmakers. Like I mentioned, YouTube, we're really highlighting YouTube lately. We're, we've got Keith James, he's brand new, putting out content on YouTube. And it's because of you guys. You guys have enjoyed our content and you've asked for more. We put out a ton, but the people want more. The people are asking for more, and we are here to serve the people. You want more, we're going to give you more. So the first thing we're doing, like I mentioned, we're pushing out content on YouTube. We're pushing out content on Instagram now. Check us out on Instagram. But I am going to be launching a new show, a second podcast, on top of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. This one is going to be on YouTube. I'll probably put it, the audio version, on this you on this uh, podcast feed as well. We are launching a brand new show. I'm the host on YouTube. We're going to drop it every week, starting this past weekend. We just dropped it. We dropped episode one on Saturday. And then this upcoming Saturday and for this every Saturday for this foreseeable future. Brand new show. It's called <laughs> It's called The Little Johnson Show. I I was thinking about okay, so it's a another short form podcast like this show. Longer than this show, but still in the in the shorter category compared to some of the other shows out there on the market. It's gonna be probably between 10 and 10 to 20 minutes on average per episode. So I was thinking, what can I call it? Something a little unique? Maybe something that indicates, you know, it's a it's a short form podcast, YouTube show. My last name's Johnson, I figured play off of that. We'll call it the Little Johnson show. It's hilarious. The first thing first time I thought of that I just cracked up laughing and I had to... I was like, that. that's it. That's the name. This has to be. It's hilarious. So that's what we're rolling with. The Little Johnson Show. So I'm excited about that. We just launched... We just, like I mentioned, we dropped episode one. That was with Spence from Yards for Fantasy in the Fantasy Newsroom podcast. He was an excellent guest. So excited to have him on there. I'm a big fan of Spence. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at JTRB1. And yes, that stands for Jonathan Taylor RB1. And we talked about that. We didn't agree to an extent. So we talked about that. That was fun. And Keith James, who I mentioned, brand new at yardsperfantasy.com, pumped out a massive article a couple of weeks ago on the making of a wide receiver one. And he's he is the entertainer of the year in the fantasy community on YouTube already. He's been putting out videos for us on YouTube 
in Instagram. The dude is hilarious. He knows his shit too. He's not just entertaining. He knows what he's talking about. He's a great analyst. And the entertainment factor, let me just tell you. The entertainment factor is there. If you haven't seen Keith James on YouTube, you gotta check it out. Go to our YouTube channel, Yards, Yards for Fantasy. Just go to YouTube, search Yards for Fantasy. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the new shows, the new videos. Constantly putting stuff out there. If you don't follow me on TikTok, I post most of my TikToks on YouTube. Uh, they usually come out a little delayed, so if you want to see them right when they come out, follow me on YouTube. I'm on, on TikTok, I mean. At A underscore Johnson FF. So that's that's the big thing we're working on as far as content. But not more videos. People ask for it. We're serving them. So second podcast. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. I know I was talking about Keith James. He's, I think I got a little sidetracked there. He's my second guest. Episode two of the Little Johnson Show. He's going to be on there. We've already recorded. That's coming out this weekend. Check that out. Hilarious. Let me just tell you. The guy is entertaining. And like I said, he knows his shit. So that was a fun episode to record. Looking forward to uh, continuing to do that throughout the summer into the season. We'll get more and more guests on there. Bigger and bigger names as we go. So that's something I'm, I'm really, really excited about. Now something else that we're working on at Yards for Fantasy. I promise this whole episode is not... We're going to get into my SFB11 team. This whole episode is not just me rambling about what we're doing at Yards for Fantasy. I'm not a big YardsforFantasy.com ad. All right. But there is something that I know, I know, I talk about serving the people. I know you guys are going to love this. I can't tell you what it is yet. Uh, It's going to kill me not to tell you. Damn it. But you're going to know next week. We're going to announce it next week. It's done. It's ready to go. So there's a tool that we have been working on. A feature that we have been working on for months at YardsPerFantasy.com. So excited about what we are about to reveal. This thing is going to be a game changer. I promise you, you're going to be excited about this. This is big. This is really big. This is up there with dropping that app. This is up there with the rookie guide. Probably bigger. I'm so excited. So excited. Man, it's going to be a game changer. Look for that next week. July 27th is our, our target date to announce that. Tentative. But that, that's the day we're looking at. That's next week. So I'm excited about that. It's something we've been working on for a while. Anyway. Let's talk about SFB11. SFB11. So excited. Everybody loves the Scott Fishbowl, right? If you weren't in it, you wanted to be in it. Hopefully you got in a satellite at least. This is my third year in the Scott Fishbowl. Two years ago, I think I made it pretty far into the playoffs, the semifinals. Had a rash of injuries and didn't get any further than that. I think that was, uh, I had Dalvin Cook on that team. That was when he got injured for the fantasy playoffs and that kind of, kind of killed it for me there. Last year's team sucked. 
Last year's team was not very good. To be fair, and to be honest, I didn't pay attention to it as much as I should have during the season. Doing so much with this. I had just launched this podcast. Doing more stuff for Yards by Fantasy. It was our second year. So I got a little sidetracked. Didn't really have enough time to focus on my teams. So that team, but that team sucked. That team sucked. It was bad. We had some injuries. Bad draft. Just sucked. But I'm really, really excited about my team so far. At the time of this recording, I think we got two rounds left. I'm in the Shania Twain division. I did not request that. I did not ask for a division. I didn't really care. I didn't ask for a pick or a division. Just put me wherever you want me to. I thought that would be easier for Scott. Turns out, it sounds like he actually prefers when you request it, so I'll do that in the future. But I was I was ready to go for Scott Fishbowl. I was ready. I was prepared. Like, the last couple of years I've done, you know, they have those couple of people run some Scott Fishbowl mock drafts. I entered a few of those just to shape up. I didn't have to do that this year. You know why? Because I've been drafting constantly already. Yeah, it's not Scott Fishbowl settings. But I know when I get to a round, I have a few players on the board. I know who I want to take. I've got my draft reps in. Because I've been drafting an underdog. Like crazy. Like crazy since, since the NFL draft. I am constantly... Literally constantly. I like the I like the slow drafts. I'm constantly in five underdog drafts. I finish one, head, head to the lobby, open up another. So that had me pre- prepared for the Scott Fishbowl in a way. Because I've been drafting like crazy. So if if you're not underdog if you're not on underdog, if I can speak English, if you're not on underdog, get on there. Promo code yards per all one word yards per, and with your first deposit, you're gonna get twenty five dollars for free from Underdog right into your account, and that's because you use our promo code yards per. So make sure you get on there, draft on Underdog. Please hurry up and get on there. We are getting down to the wire, man. August is just around the corner. The big, big drafts. Are coming. You want to be prepared. Use underdog like mock drafts. That's what I do. Three dollars, and people have skin on the line. They have a little money money on the table, so they're not. They're taking their draft seriously. And at the end of the day, you can win some money off of it. And if you don't want to do a three dollar mock like quote unquote mock draft, enter the best ball mania. When you get your $25 deposit by use, by using the promo code yards per free best ball mania. That's what $25 or you can enter their new tournament, the puppy for only $5. You can enter that five times for free when you use promo code yards per. So get on underdog draft with me now. All right. You're here because you want to hear about my Scott fishbowl team. Let's go through it. So I had the 107. Like I mentioned, it was in the Shania Twain division. At the 107, easy pick. Easy, easy pick. Easiest pick of the whole draft. Lamar Jackson. He's going to be a stud in this format. With the 
His rushing ability, obviously. And then you get half a point per first down. He's an efficient passer. He's not the greatest passer, but he doesn't throw a lot of picks. You get penalized for picks. Doesn't take a lot of sacks. So I I, I love the Lamar Jackson pick. I'm not going to talk about him too much. So then in the second round, at the 206, this is where I think I made a mistake. Already. Yep, already. I know. You guys know my love of Cam Akers. I had dedicated the whole last episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast to Cam Akers. I love him. I wrote an article about him. I reached. I took Cam Akers at 206. He's my RB5. But I reached. I wanted that stud running back. I wanted to lock that in. But I underestimated how quickly the quarterbacks were going to come off the board. And that was my mistake. Justin Herbert was sitting there. Could have taken Justin Herbert. Could have taken Jalen Hurts. That one hurt. Instead, I took Cam Akers. And looking at other people's drafts, it looks like Cam Akers probably would have been there for me in the third round. So that's really disappointing. Frustrating. Especially because when I got to the third round, this is what I was thinking when I took Cam Akers. I take Cam Akers in the second. Worst case scenario, I can get Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow in the third round. I'd be happy with I would be thrilled with that. Cam Akers, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, even Burrow. I'd be thrilled with that. As my first three picks. However, I picked at the 306, the 304, two fucking picks before me. This sports media executive, I don't even know how to say his fucking name, Matt Pesavento, I don't know what his name is. Sports media exec, I don't know what, I don't know who he is. He's probably some big, big name guy, I have no idea who he is. Jalen fucking hurts at 304. Fuck you, Mark. Damn it. And then I look up 305. Scott Wright. A fan. A fucking fan. Not even analyst. Takes Joe Burrow. Damn it. Damn, I was pissed. I was especially pissed. Not because I just wanted those guys. Because that left me with freaking Kirk Cousins. In the fucking third round. You know how much that hurt? That hurt to press that button. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins as my QB2. He's great in this format. That's a safe pick. Got a good completion percentage. Doesn't take a lot of sacks. Doesn't turn it over a ton. But Kirk Cousins in the third round? Man, come on. I did think about Trevor Lawrence. They were really close for me. Thought he'd bring a little more in the rushing game. But I also thought he was more of a more risky to throw those picks, which are really highly penalized in this format. So moving on to the fourth round. Got to the 407. I locked in DeAndre Swift. Another good pick there. I like I like that pick a lot. Got my uh, my second stud running back. I think that's important in this in this format. Some people trying to go zero RB in this format. Stupid. Just, it just doesn't make any sense. And those people are also drafting kickers at the end of the draft too. Or in the 10th fucking round. But anyway. I took DeAndre Swift in the 4th round. 
I'm not worried about Jamal Williams. He can have his carries on first and second down. DeAndre Swift is used in the red zone. He's used in the receiving game. That's where the value is. He's going to be a stud. I know the team's not going to be great, but you know what? With his his skill set and his role, it doesn't really matter that much. It really doesn't. We saw what McCaffrey did a couple years ago on a bad Panthers team. I'm not worried about DeAndre Swift with that as much as some other people. It's a factor. Don't get me wrong. It would be nice if he was on a good offense. If he was, if he was on a good offense, he'd be in, in the first round, locked in. I'd have him right up there in the like 107. In the fifth round, I wanted to take my third quarterback. With the way the quarterbacks were, draft, were flying off the draft board, I thought about going quarterback here, and that's what I did. So I took Tua. I really, 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 really like Tua this year. I just made a TikTok on Tua. I like that offense. I think it's a sneaky, underrated offense. They brought in Will Fuller. Second year for Tua. Brought in Jalen Waddle. Still have Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki. Brought in Hunter Long. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to be a lot better on offense this year. I really like Tua. Again, don't really love taking him in the fifth round, but pretty sure he wasn't going to be there next time around. So I took Tua in the fifth. Heading to the sixth round. At the 607, I took CeeDee Lamb. I waited on wide receiver in this in this Scott Fishbowl. I thought it was important to lock in my quarterbacks, lock in a couple stud running backs, and I wanted to fade wide receiver a little bit. And if you could if you told me that fading wide receiver would still land me CD Lamb as my wide receiver one, I'd be thrilled. And that's that's why I did it. I knew I could do that. So it took CD Lamb at the 607. Another offense that I'm targeting this year is the Cowboys. I talked about it during the Blake Jarwin episode a few episodes back. The Cowboys are going to be amazing. They're going to be so amazing on offense. They were on a historic pace last year with with Dak Prescott before he went down. CeeDee Lamb was on a historic pace as a rookie before he went before Dak went down. So I am so pumped about CeeDee Lamb as my wide receiver one. And Amari Cooper, there's some still some questions about he's got an injury. CeeDee Lamb could be the wide receiver one in Dallas. He's my wide receiver one in Scott Fishbowl in the sixth round. I'm thrilled with that. In the seventh round, I went back to wide receiver again. Tyler Lockett, another one of these offenses. I'm working on probably the next episode. probably going to be about the offenses that I'm targeting. I think that's a great idea. There's five or six that I'm really, really targeting, really, really excited about. They're going to be explosive this year. And they have a lot of players on their offenses that I can target and get at good ADPs. So Tyler Lockett's one of those guys. He's like an automatic pick on four, in the fourth round on underdog promo code yards per. So he's a great pick here in the seventh. Moving on to the eighth round, I went with Chase Edmonds. He's on running back to own. In Arizona. Don't let people fool you on James Conner. Now, I'm not saying James Conner's useless. He's not. He's going to get some work. He will. But Chase Edmonds is the back to own. He's going to, he's going to get the valuable touches. He's going to get the receiving game work. He's going to have some carries. He's going to get some work in the red zone. 
Chase Edmonds, 807, lock it in. In the ninth round, at the 906, I took Will Fuller. Will Fuller's a game-changing wide receiver. I wanted to lock him in, pair him, stack him with my Tua pick. Even though Tua is my QB3, I think he could end up being my QB2. I have Tua ranked ahead of Kirk Cousins. So, in my, my regular redraft ranking. So, I'm excited about Tua. I'm excited about that Dolphins offense. I'm going to talk about them in that, in that offenses that I'm targeting episode. And on TikTok. Find me on TikTok at A underscore Johnson FF. In the 10th round, 10th round, I took... Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman. He's my big, big breakout tight end of the year. I know I talk about Blake Jarwin a lot. I talk about Blake Jarwin a lot. I really do. I love Blake Jarwin. We're going to get to him in a few minutes. But I do have Adam Troutman ahead of him. I want Adam Troutman. He was great at Dayton. He was great last year as a rookie in limited action. He was efficient. So I like Adam Troutman a lot. Got him in the 10th round. Thought about taking him sooner. Kind of played chicken with it a little bit. Felt like if I had passed on him again in the 10th round, he wouldn't still be there. And he was the last guy that I felt really good about as my tight end one with the, the way the tight end scoring is in this in this format. And that's one of the ways I think you can win the Scott Fishbowl is by waiting on tight end a little bit like this. If you can hit on one or two big breakout tight ends... It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So that's what I'm hoping that I'm getting here with Adam Troutman. In the 11th round, I was considering the aforementioned Blake Jarwin as my tight end too. Instead, I felt like I could wait. I felt like I could wait. I didn't feel like the people in my draft were as sharp. Not all of them, but most of them. I didn't feel like they were as sharp. And I felt like they were going to take some guys that I wouldn't take ahead of Jarwin. They were going to take him ahead of Jarwin. And I feel like this was a Jarwin-targeting group, if that makes any sense to you at all. So I took Curtis Samuel. I thought I would take in Curtis Samuel in the 10th round when I took Adam Troutman. It pained me. Pained me. To pass on Curtis Samuel. To see him sitting there. At the top of my board. He was the number one player left on my board. Curtis Samuel in the 10th round. But I had to take the tight end. So I took Troutman. Somehow, some way, Like I said, these guys are not as sharp. They're probably listening to the show. Sorry guys. Somehow, someway, Curtis Samuel is still there. So I took Curtis Samuel in the 11th round. He's another guy I'm excited about. The guy leads the the league every year now in air yards, un, unrealized air yards. He's getting targeted deep, but the quarterbacks just can't get, get it to him. He had freaking Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater last year. These guys aren't, aren't going to hit him deep. Instead, he upgrades to the... The ultimate deep ball quarterback. The D-gaff quarterback. He's going to chuck it deep. You know it. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Great quarterback. 
for Curtis Samuel. So I'm pumped about that. I'm really, really pumped at this point in the draft with my wide receiving core. CeeDee Lamb, it's a start three wide receivers. So my, my starting three is going to be CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, and then we got Curtis Samuel as my wide receiver four. Pretty damn good for someone who faded, quote-unquote, faded tight end in this draft a little bit. So we got to the 12th round. 12.07. Went wide receiver again. Rashad Bateman. I went with Rashad Bateman. I want to stack him with Lamar Jackson. I think he could have a terrific rookie season. I don't think he's this year's Justin Jefferson, like some people say. I just don't think that Ravens offense allows for that. But I think he definitely steps in as the wide receiver one. Could lead the, the, the team in targets. Which I think will hurt Mark Andrews a little bit. But he's definitely going to leave the wide, leave the wide receivers and targets there in Baltimore. As a rookie. So I'm excited about that as my wide receiver five. Go to the 13th round. I take Gus Edwards. I don't know how I feel about that. I like Gus Edwards. Not sure how I feel about taking the running back of the Ravens when I've already taken Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman. Kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. But I do like Gus Edwards in a vacuum. I do think he's he's a good pick here. If anything happens to J.K. Dolphins, this guy's going to be amazing. 14th round. Aforementioned. Blake Jarwin, baby. You know how much I get excited just saying the name Blake Jarwin. Go back a few episodes. Blake Jarwin. Talked about him for the entire episode. You know why I love Blake Jarwin. So we don't have to take, talk about that too much. I also wrote an article about him on yardsperfantasy.com. You can find it on our app. In the 15th round, let's move ahead. Jalen Rager in the 15th round. Would have been damn friggin' nice to pair hand with Jalen Hurts earlier. Fuck that. Friggin' friggin' sports executive Mark. Who the fuck are you? Taking Taking Jalen Hurts. Damn it. Still pissed about that, man. Still pissed. But anyway, Jalen Rager. I wanted to target some of these, these high upside potential breakout wide receivers here in the later rounds. So Jalen Rager was the first of those. Thought about taking Gronk as my tight end three. But he was the, he was the number one player on my board. Rob Gronkowski at this point. But like I said... I'm going to win the Scott Fishbowl by hitting on Adam Troutman, hitting on Blake Jarwin, not taking the safe pick with Rob Gronkowski, and then pairing Jarwin, pairing Adam Troutman with some of these breakout wide receivers, hitting on a breakout wide receiver or two in the 15th, 16th, 17th round. So that's what I'm trying to do here with Jalen Rager. In the 17th round, no, 16th round, almost skipped around here. I continued with that theme, that that train of thought, and I took Brian Edwards in the 16th round. I talked about Brian Edwards on TikTok. Follow me on TikTok, A underscore Johnson FF. And I'm also going to talk about him, or I did talk about him, on the last episode. Was it the last episode? Like I said, talked about it on the last episode. Post-op sleepers. I said earlier in this episode that Cam Akers was the last episode. That was actually two episodes ago. Last episode, I talked about Brian Edwards 
Denzel Mims, a couple other guys, Tyler Higbee, post-hype sleepers. Check that out. Hear my thoughts on Brian Edwards or find it on TikTok. 17th round, just mentioned him, Denzel Mims, another of these wide receivers who I think could break out. And guys, listen, listen, listen. Some of the guys that are going ahead of these players right now in the Scott Fishbowl, let me just read you. In between my Brian Edwards pick and my Denzel Mims pick. These are the guys coming off the board. AJ Green. Fuck out of here. Tyrod Taylor. Fuck out of here. Nelson Aguilar. Don't hate it. I don't hate it. OJ Howard. Nico Collins. I'm okay with that one. Andy Dalton. A freaking kicker, Jason Sanders. Hayden Hurst. Jordan Love, Alan freaking Lazard. What kind of upside does Alan freaking Lazard? Do you not understand this? Is a 1900 person freaking tournament? You're not winning a tournament with Alan freaking Lazard. You're not winning a tournament with Hayden freaking Hurst or Jason freaking Sanders. Andy freaking Dalton. It's not happening. So I took Denzel Mims. In the 17th, no, that was that was Mims. In the 18th round, this was a little little tilting area. I had another, I had in my eye on another of these wide receivers who I had, thought had some upside. Another of these guys could have and probably should have included him in the post hype sleepers episode. Hmm. Probably made a mistake by not including him. This is Christian Kirk. He's finally gonna have an opportunity to play in the slot. I think. We'll see. See if they put Rondell Moore there with uh, AJ Green on the outside. If they're going to put Rondell Moore on the outside with Kirk on the inside. Or hoping for Kirk on the inside. With Larry Fitzgerald finally gone. If that happens, because that's where he played in college, maybe he can break out. Maybe he can break out. I still love Christian Kirk. I really do. He's a slot guy. He's not an outside guy. So I had my eye on Christian Kirk. Let me tell you the story. I was getting ready to go to bed alright and I was I wanted to make my pick right before I went to bed I was excited about Christian Kirk two picks away from me damn it he went off the board there goes Christian Kirk I'm like whatever alright I'm going to shift gears here I'm going to try to hit on a running back that if something happens to the guy ahead of him could be a league winner could be a big time player and with how deep this league is, you're not going to find the guys like this off the waiver wire. So I took Darrington Evans. I was like, all right, all right. I was a little pissed about Kirk. Got sniped there. But I, I like Darrington Evans. With the same thought, I was thinking ahead. I went to bed. I was like, all right, I know who I want to take in the next round. That was Chuba Hubbard. Want to take Chuba Hubbard. If anything happens to, to Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard is going to be Better than what Mike Davis was last year. He's going to be an RB1. I think he could. At least a high-end mid-RB2. Could be a league winner. I really like Chuba Hubbard. Woke up. Saw I was on the board. On the clock. Pick right before me. Chuba freaking Hubbard. Hubbard. Damn it. So I I was already... 
a little frustrated by being sniped right before I went to bed. And I woke up. I tweeted about this. I woke up and I got sniped again. Are you kidding me? So with Ty Johnson, ambiguous backfield there in the Jets. I do like Michael Carter. He's, I think he's going to be the guy there, but you never know. I took Ty Johnson. Don't know how I feel about it. I'm okay with it. I like Ty Johnson. And then in round 20, this is where we are right now. I have not gotten to round 21 yet. As of the time of the recording, once the show drops, I'm sure the, the draft will be over. You can check out. You can probably find me on Twitter asking me what my last two picks were. But in the 20th round, I took Tyler Conklin. I was targeting him as my tight end three for most of the draft. That's why I felt comfortable passing on Gronk earlier, like I talked about. So with Conklin in the 20th round, happy with that, pairing with Kirk Cousins. Little uh little light stack there. I think people are un, are overrating Irv Smith and underrating what Tyler Conklin's gonna be. With uh, Kyle Rudolph gone there. I think Conklin is going to do more than what people expect him to do. He's going to get some red zone looks. He's going to get some targets. He was running routes, getting some targets last year with a stretch there without without Kyle Rudolph. So I like Con- I like Conklin. He's one of my really, really deep sleeper tight ends this year. So that's my pick 20. And I won't bore you anymore. I know this is a longer episode than usual. A little different than usual. I'm usually uh, a little more succinct. Is that the word? I don't know. But I felt like I would just go through go through my team, talk about it a little bit, let you know what I did, what I was thinking through the draft. I like my team a lot. Like I said, I probably made some mistakes early on, especially with that reach of Cam Akers in the second round. I think we could have set up a little bit better of a team if I had gone quarterback there in the second round. But overall, overall, I'm very, very happy with this team. I think it could win it. I really do. We'll see how it goes. Follow along throughout the year. I'll keep you updated on Twitter, A underscore Johnson FF. That's going to be the show today. Thank you for tuning in. If you're not already, please follow me on Twitter. Like I said, A underscore Johnson FF. Find, follow the site at Yards Per. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Also, please be sure to rate and review. It really does help me out a lot, and it's much appreciated. And go download the Yards by Fantasy app right now. Give us a five-star rating and review over there, too. Keep an eye out for the Little Johnson Show. Keep an eye out for that tool that I teased earlier. You're going to see that dropping at Yards by Fantasy next week. That's it. Thanks, guys. Cue that music. (laughs) 